You're listening to Scattered by Anchored Baptist Church, where we work to reflect the diversity of Hermanus as we gather to hear the good news about the person and work of Jesus and as we scatter to share it. We hope that you enjoy. Here's our big idea for today. The thing Jesus does for you is greater than what you want from him. The thing Jesus does for you is greater than what you want from him. But first, a question. What is it? This is what the Israelites called the bread that lay on the ground like dew every morning. It's what they needed, uh, food, provision, care from their rescuer. But you could argue that it is strange to suddenly receive something that you normally have to work really hard for. It would be strange to suddenly have bread each day instead of having to work for it and buy it. Or perhaps even more strange if you typically had to raise the grain, dry it, grind it, and then source clean water for it. Okay, you get the idea. In that case, What is it may be a completely normal response to bread being delivered by God himself every morning for you. Well, what if that same God who before showed himself to you not only by provision, but by a pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire, and as a continuous natural disaster on top of a mountain, what if that God presented himself to you as something simple and ordinary? say, like one of us? What if God, the second person of the Godhead, to be more exact, the Word himself, made himself fleshy like you and me? What if he became like us? We might be tempted to look at him strangely and say, what is it? Is he God or is he man? Is he a teacher or a miracle worker, a revolutionary, or a peacemaker? A king, or a peasant? What is it? What is he? I listened to a sermon this week, and the pastor started by saying, Does the Bible work for you? At which point he was expecting a round of applause and amen. And look, almost anywhere you would go this morning or something that you might listen to, would say something like this. You might hear something like, Is Christianity working for you? And anywhere that you go, or anything that you listen to, that asks that type of question, will only have one type of answer or response for you. What is that? They'll say, This is not working for you? More like you are not working for it. I am being righteous, you may say. I I do everything that I'm supposed to do. Well, great then. Do it harder. This is the answer to every question like this. Is the Bible working for you? Is Christianity working for you? There may be something said about Jesus and probably the Holy Spirit and God's name will be used all over the place. But the work will be yours, and whatever God that they are speaking of will only be there for those that help themselves. And unfortunately, that is not Christianity. Uh, 
That is not the purpose of the church. That is not the point of preaching. And that is not what Jesus came to establish. That is not how Jesus chooses to save. Let's see what our text this morning has to say about that. It starts out one day after Jesus has fed the thousands with fish and bread. Jesus went off on his own. The twelve disciples, Jesus' closest friends and followers, took a journey across the sea, away from the crowd, and we know that Jesus got there on foot. See, they were struggling against the waves, straining at the oars of their little boats, and apparently Jesus was just strolling by on top of the water, grabbing some alone time. The next morning, a large number of that crowd that was fed the day before, they've woken up, they've walked along the shore to find Jesus, and now they finally caught up to him. And when they find him, this is what they said, Teacher, when did you get here? Or, how'd you get so far ahead of us? (laughs) Jesus answered, You've come looking for me, not because you saw God in my actions, but because I fed you, filled your stomachs, and did it for free without your labor. Don't waste your energy striving for food that does not last. Work for the food that sticks with you, food that nourishes your lasting life into forever, food that the Son of Man provides. The Son of Man and everything He does are guaranteed by God the Father to last. Personally, I would not know what question to ask after that. But it seems like they did. Because then they said to him, What must we do to be doing the works of God? (laughs) Wait a second. That is the question I would ask. Good. The Son of Man provides. I I get that, teacher. But how do I get it out of him? What work must I do to take the bread from his magic hands and make it something that I can use? But Jesus responds in another frustrating way. This is the work of God, that you believe in him who he has sent. A person, okay? But believe? Excuse me. Believe in what? And how does that work for anything? You're going to have to give us a little bit more than that, Jesus. The Apostle Paul tells us later as well, And to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. Just as David also speaks of the blessing of the one to whom God counts righteousness apart from works, without works. That's Romans chapter 4, verses 5 and 6. And that may have also been the whole point of the letter to the Galatians, too. Luther also summarized Paul's argument and what Jesus is saying here very well. It is not he that does much who is righteous, but the one who believes much of Jesus. So what are the crowds going to say to him now? Then what signs do you do? That we may see and believe you. What work do you perform? Our fathers ate the manna, the what is it, in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. (laughs) Now this is great. We don't know all of the crowd's intentions here exactly. 
Though at the feeding of the thousands, they wanted to make him king because he provided what they needed. To me, though, this looks and sounds as though they're trying to force Jesus into another food miracle so they can have filled bellies for two days in a row. They're doing exactly what you and I would do. The teacher, standing in front of us, provided for our physical needs, things that we need right here, right now. Things that take hard work and struggle. Things that we're forced to go without at other times are right in front of us within our grasp. What would it be for you? You know, when we pray the Lord's Prayer and ask for our daily bread, we know that we are asking for more than bread. We're asking for the health and safety and security to get the bread. We're praying for the baker and the truck driver to be able to do their jobs. We're praying for all of our needs. And the same is true with this bread that they are desiring. Give us all that we physically need, Jesus, is what they're saying. And yet, you and I both know that security, uh, whether it be financial security or security of our own physical bodies, is not easy to get. Health right now is always in question. Riots can cause food supply problems. The electric could go out at any time. Does the Bible even work for me? Does this whole Jesus thing seem to be paying off? Would I have better luck with my ancestors? Would I have more luck worshiping my bank account? But Jesus, teacher, notice that they don't call him the son of man or savior or messiah or king or provider or from the father's right hand. No, they call him teacher. Teacher, so can you give us another sign? And then we will definitely believe easier. So then Jesus said to them, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he, that's right, it's a person, is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. And they said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Verse 35, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. The thing Jesus does for you is greater than what you want from him. What you want from Jesus, what you think you need, is not what Jesus is offering. Elsewhere, Jesus says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed, but how? When you realize that you are bringing nothing to Jesus, you have no work that can be done. You have only your sin to give to him. You have nothing but need. When you realize that you and everyone around you is in trouble because you have no righteousness of your own, then you are hungering and thirsting because you know that there is a famine and a drought of goodness and rightness before God and you need help. It is then that you are blessed because that is when Jesus steps in and provides what you actually need, the bread of life, himself. 
all of his righteousness and goodness when you had none and no ability to be presented to God. The word of God does work for you, but not the way that you would expect. Usually we look at Jesus and everything he has said and everything that he has done and we say, what is it? Right now, this morning, we are all drained and emptied out. We are all struggling. I know that. We're all lonely in one way or another. And it feels like we have all been shouldering all of our own burden. And that's when God the Holy Spirit uses these words in front of us today and gives us faith and gives us repentance. That's when God works belief into us and gives us assurance of our salvation because the bread of life gave all of himself for us and to us taking our sin as his own and bleeding and dying for us, taking our sin and our judgment on himself. Today, Jesus is giving you what you need. Himself. All of himself. And he's giving you all of his righteousness. This is more than you could have ever thought to ask for. And yet, for you, the unbelievable is made true. In Jesus this morning, through the power of the Holy Spirit, God has heard your prayer. I believe, Lord, help my unbelief. And he has answered with good news and the gift of belief. All of Jesus is yours this morning with the gift of faith whether you need to be refreshed in it or you've never had it and it's new to you this morning, it is yours in Jesus. Until next time, know that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit is with you all.